Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Jim Gray. Hey, hey. Talking about Gray. Jim Gray. Jim Jam. Gray Slide. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey. Fifty Shades of Jim. Ah, ah, ah. football fans, the wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be in the game this year, but you can still be on the action at Bet Online. I know I'm going to bet more when they add a wager for when the cardboard cutouts start a fight with each other. Then I'm going to be super stoked. So, from game spreads to totals, team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well, it never closes. So, head to betonline.ag and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet Online, your online sports book expert. All right. Well, welcome back to another episode of Believe in Skateboarding. Yeah. We're going to start out with the stupidest question ever written, but who, still, it's all about this? my show. Who's that? I'm Jim Gray. Who the hell are you? Jim, tell me about yourself. <laughs> You're a dick. I see I, see I got all, all these walls of, of Jim Gray things everywhere. Hey, you didn't answer the question. Who the hell are you? Um, my name is Donnie, Donnie Spada. Donnie Spada. Yeah. You're from a. You're. Let, let's talk about the rhyming names. I like that. Donnie, Lonnie, Ronnie, Franny, Zani. Yeah, I have a brother named Ron. I know. Don, brother of Ron. Don't you have a, a brother? Ron, brother. Don't you have a Lonnie? I know Lonnie. No, no Lonnie. What? What? what then there two brother brothers. Well, no, but there's the Cepedas. Is that Eric Cepeda? Eric Cepedas. I remember but, Eric Cepedas. But, but they weren't related to the Spadas, the Donnie and Ronnie Spadas. So. But, All right, well, who I have with me today is Donnie Spada. Donnie is a member of the Sad Posse, yeah. which are the crew that, the crew that uh, yeah, local Sadlands. I was sort of like a semi-honorary member because I came enough, but I didn't yeah. hang out there all yeah. day long. Right? I just showed up and uh, I had lots of great sessions with you guys. Yeah. So let's start there. Let's talk about, let's talk about your history in skateboarding. My history in skateboarding, I was lucky enough to grow up probably about, I, I lived about a block away from Sadlands. And to me, it was like when I when when I remember how I remember Sadlands is from the beginning, and it was it was Brooker's Park Moon Park, that's where we all know it from. But Neil later on named it Sadlands. But I remember my brother was playing baseball, the fields, the fields, yeah. you know, the softball fields or whatever. Was Not, that a junior high or an elementary school? No, it was. It was probably he was probably. We're probably no the school. It was a school. It was yeah. It was, it was attached to the uh, to the grammar school on one side, okay. and then the actual big that's a real baseball field that has grass and stuff. All that that was part of the Brookers Junior High School, but wasn't part of Brookers. It was like all the like high school teams would play there and stuff. So, but my brother was playing on the 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 grammar school things where it's all skinned or softball fields or whatever, and. It was for like park and rec, and I remember them building the park. And I don't remember um, when that, what year that was, or yeah. you know, if the park was already being made. But I just remember how I discovered it was we were we were like, oh, look at that construction walking over this hill, and, oh, and so that, you watched them building it. I I kind of I kind of remembered it, it, you know, because I was such a little kid yeah. that I didn't really know what was going on, like what they were doing. Yeah, so how old are you today? I'm fifty. Two, I think. Okay, and I'm 50, 57, almost 58, so. I could have yeah, sw- be- sworn you're a lot older than me. <laughs> no, I'll be 58 in December. You sure? Uh, I know, I swear. And I probably went to Brooker's Park first when I was like 14 or something like that, so you yeah. would have been nine or something. Probably, or about, eight probably or, eight or nine or yeah. years old. I wasn't skating yeah. yet. Because so. I went there long before they called it Sadlands yeah. as well. It was called yeah. Brooker's Park. Yeah. In fact, the first company I rode for called Pro-Am mm-hmm. used to have team practice there. And I remember, I remember that, which is crazy because, well, I don't know if this can lose but i remember going going back to the, i remember going and seeing like going over this mound of dirt and just going this massive amount of mound of dirt and just going what's going on here and somebody goes oh yeah they're gonna build a pool there and i'm like a fucking pool like a swimming pool we get to all swim and go public pools like this is gonna be awesome well that didn't happen oh. that turned into the basketball courts which makes sense because of the walls that go around the basketball courts with the concrete 
You know, so you just think it's this massive pool as a kid. Oh, yeah, when it was dig- dug. When that it was being sense. dug, funny. it's like That's you think funny. it's like, and then turn it. So that was my first interact, introduction of the park. And and as, as, you know, growing up there, it just, we just skated it. And we rode our bikes and we did our things. So you think we, that was like 77 or something like that? I, or I, been, I, I started skating in the second or third grade, maybe. I think seventy six is that okay. maybe yeah. that maybe I mean, I'm thinking seventy seven seventy eight is when I first skated it you know um, and that was long before the start posse and I don't just, even and when I say when I say seventy six and seventy seven like or that year I don't know if I was I had a skateboard yeah no I totally get it you know you rolled through and there was some kids yeah goofing and that's there, and that's so. the same thing with, with going to Sadlands and then I never you know and then as the time goes I just got more into skateboarding more into skateboarding. And, you know, because it was right there, my, my, my aunt and uncle lived across the street in the apartments. We would have all our birthday functions, Christmas functions over there at the park. So which you know. other of the sad posse crew lived nearby? Like, who did you meet first there? I don't know if it was Danny or I don't know. Danny, but it's the most, like, biggest names of it. I don't know. I don't really know. Like Danny my, my brother. My brother was well, a, obviously, yeah. You know. <laughs> game together. And then, but... But as we all just started, we all just kind of, because it was all a lot of the kids that you really, really know is all from the neighborhood. Because like, all the kids in the neighborhood, so there was the Danny Butterfast, there was the Dave Churches, there was, you know, um, the Doyles, you know what I mean? It was like... And Lester was in the neighborhood, but he was like a couple miles away. Yeah, Lester right, didn't, so. Lester didn't, I don't remember, Lester probably went there a lot, but no, I didn't, you know, I didn't know. Sure. When did, when did the real sad posse form? Was that after all the skate parks closed? I think when the when this when it turned into the sad posse, that was like when things started getting gangster at that. But we're just yeah. sadlanders, you know. Yeah. We were just no, always we were all sadlander kids, you know, just all from the and that was probably from the Transworld thing because nobody really knew. What was that early eighties? The well, Transworld didn't start till eighty six. That the Transworld, I think that I think maybe that's when it was coined. Okay. Sadlands, I right. think. I, don't know. I really don't remember either. I don't so. remember too because it, and you know. It's weird as a timeline, and you know this. Like you think of this as like long, long time in between these times, but there's no. very short. There were times. Like two and three year windows. Yeah, but that even was our whole life like, was about those two and three yeah, years. It was, yeah, it was it was massive. So I was lucky. I got to skate that place, and I would skate it before when I got into junior high school because it was on the way to my junior high school. Like ride my skateboard to junior high school there. Go to go to my junior high school in the morning. Skate in the morning. Get out of school, go to Sadlands, go and do whatever I had to do for my trip of the day, and then go home. And then when I was getting older, I'd to high school, which is kind of almost a crisscross. <laughs> like I didn't really have; it was kind of out of the way, but only by a block. So I'd skate before it, skate after. You know, it was, it was my home. It was. It was, it was a cool place. I it mean, was, it was my a, home. It was a place for me who, obviously, I got to travel a lot. And yeah. Go, not travel a lot, but you know, I'd, I'd go around different events. Kind of, but it was a. It was within. Of 10, 15 minute drive was always a great place to go just for a refreshing, fun, you yeah. know, carefree session to do wacky shit and play on the rocks and, and hang out with all you guys. And uh, and I'm trying to think because I know I got some blockhead footage there that we filmed yeah. there for a block. And that was probably like 88 oh. or 89. Oh, wait, can so, we go back? Can yeah, we go absolutely. Back? So you talk about when you used to skate there at, and, you know, did you guys? Because I remember, like, was Gail Webb part of that stuff too? Did she was the, one of the people? I wouldn't even. I know the Crossco. Well, first, I rode for. The, I, know, I know the Crossco brothers were there practicing. They were. Too. I don't know if they, they weren't part of Pro Am, but I was on Pro Am. I got on Pro Am riding. Uh, was it Skatopia Skate Park? Yeah. So that was like seventy-seven. Yeah. You know, and then I got on Powerflex after that, like yeah. seventy-eight-ish, yeah. seventy-nine. So somewhere in between there. But the only place we had practiced. So, yeah. The, I mean, the freestyle. I think because there was people out there. Other freestylers probably came. Richie probably came out and spun three sixties there. Yeah, um, you know, and I and again, I was like fourteen or fifteen. I didn't. But were you guys practicing freestyle? or Were we practicing skateboarding there? It was just it was. It wasn't even necessarily practice because I mean, even though teams were more organized back then in the sense of jerseys yeah. and all that, we didn't really practice. No one coached you. You have to do this. It was like let's have practice tonight. Even if we went to to, to the. Uh, Skatopia Skate Park sometimes we had practice on Monday nights yeah. it was just a gathering of the team let's all come to the same place and ride no one told you you have to ride the half pipe you have to do that it was just the whole crew just kind of hanging out now when 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 you guys would go there was the crater part of it um, oh well for me it was because I wasn't a freestyler but a, not, but right? a lot of the team didn't ride it right? a lot of team was riding the free. they were freestylers yeah, which, is, which, freestyle is, which is insane to me because yeah. it's like you have this really cool like crater you know what I mean yeah. And I because that's what I kind of remember it's like going 
I don't really remember them. Well, it would be just like today watching a kid do a nose slide on a curb and wondering why he's not riding that freaking, the, the bowl or whatever, yeah. or riding a tranny. Yeah. You know, it's like, this, yeah. they were, no, we're freestylers, we do this. Yeah. And and I wasn't a freestyler, so I could do freestyle, yeah. right? I would do spin 360s, I'd goof around. But everyone did. We all did freestyle, yeah. right? We all did. Yeah. I mean, that we came from the era of skateboarders, yeah. which means everything. everything. Ditch, you freestyle, everything. anything. So, sure, I'd go out there and spin some 360s, do some G-turns, whatever like that, do a couple kick flips. But then I rode the... The quarterback is really about going to the gathering with the team. Yeah, and then they know. would set up cones and go down on the like I used to call it the surf. Yeah, in the back. And again, of the surf I didn't base. slalom either, so I probably yeah. went through the course a few times, but I wasn't a slalom yeah. guy. And that's you know too is like because I remember like have Park and Rex having contests too. Like you know I, did, I was too young to enter them, or I didn't think I would enter. Them I think Dan Colbert showed me some trophies yeah. he had from yeah. like early, Which early Park and like, Rex stuff. Like because yeah. I know like Dan became my roommate later on, but like he quit skateboarding completely. And he was just doing music and stuff like that. And he's like, yeah, you know, I used to, you know, skate with Mike Hirsch and all this other stuff. And we're like, going to go to music because eventually you ended up spending your life in music. Yeah. But, and I want to know where that started. Yeah. And I imagine it started through your connections of people in skateboarding. 100%. Yeah, 100%. had to. But let's let's finish with the sad posse. Let's talk the sad posse form. Somewhere in the mid to late 80s. Yeah. Went through like 1990-ish, you think? I mean, yeah. early. Yeah. It was, um, it was, I mean, not that it ever went away, but that was the core. When did, the, when did they actually... Fuck up the, the... I have no idea. Yeah, I don't remember either. Yeah. That was a sad time. Well, they say when we do our reunions, which are coming up pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, it's always in November, right? It was, they say it's 20 years. Uh, they were 20 years, I thought. So be but 19, it had to be 19 No, it's, it's longer than that because I was like probably 21, 22 years old, so... Well, I mean, if it's well, 2020 and 20 years would be 1980, that's when I was graduating high school. I think it was after that. It was yeah, after that. It was after that. that. Oh, you were, you, were, you were a full-blown adult then. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't cover that stuff up till yeah. yeah I was probably mid twenties, like twenty three. It was 24. in kind of when? When did, when did Power Edge? Okay, wait a second. I'm trying to think. Way way beyond that. In nineteen eighty. When did Power Edge? I don't know. It's this thing we all don't know these days. In nineteen eighty, I graduated. I was seventeen. Okay, when we were there and did the blockhead thing, it was like eighty eight or eighty nine. That's nine years later. So I'm like twenty six. Yeah. So that's somewhere when it got covered up. Yeah. It got covered up somewhere between. So uh, I was twenty one, twenty two. So it was, in the, it was probably nineteen ninety or early nineties that it got what covered a up. What a, but that's that was, thirty years. That's not twenty years. That was such a yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like yeah. It's, it, it, but we've probably been having the barbecues for maybe twenty years. Yeah. yeah my brain wasn't. There. Yeah. So, so, th- so but there's also talk, so. but there's that whole thing where things like go. You know, so much stuff happened in a couple of months, you know, where you think, you know, it's like this massive time in between. No, it's it like, wasn't. no, it's like a I mean, little the, bit I'm of time. Gonna, I'm going to guess the core of the sad posse was two yeah. or three years of... Uh, of and that life. was kind of the end of it. And, you know, we had a really special thing because we all kind of, not really we all had fucked up na- families, you know, but we all had each other. And we always had this thing where after every thanksgiving or christmas we'd all end up we'd all end up there you know we'd show up because we'd like okay cool look at these cool stuff we got we got brand new shorts we got our news vision shoes and all like check out my new airwalks or whatever that's the thing about skateboarding skateboarding has given me and you and lots of other people another family yeah a lot of people had their high school and then it ended even the jock football dudes they still talk about that game in high school yeah that's it it all ended it went away we got to keep skateboarding. Yeah. And, and then even it came back later, right? And we got new parks. And now we're oh all meeting God. up again. Yeah. And having yeah. old man roll out like you do and stuff like that. That's yeah. I And that's the thing. is like I've never stopped. I've stopped hanging out with people from my high school. But I I still have my, my, You're right. and I have my a skateboard friends like, forever. I talk to from high school. I probably see a few more because of yeah. Facebook and stuff like that. But I don't really communicate. Skaters from way back when, like I said, I'm on Instagram the other day talking to Dave Dave Church. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and when I was in uh, Salt Lake City 10 or 12 years ago or something like that, I met up with them. And you know what yeah. I mean? Like, like, so skateboarding yeah, is a I, life, I, a life I, family. Whenever I travel, I travel through. And, you know, Dave Church is one of the biggest inspirations for me because I was lucky growing up being in the whole punk rock thing and Dave being the first kind of punker kid that hang out was first one I saw with the shaved head or whatever and, and get hanging out with probably Neil and all that at that time and Skate City and, and uh, Dave was like one of those guys where he kind of I was lucky to live, live like three houses down from Dave and we would just go and I kind of was like this little kind of scared of him you know because he was different I, but I would like the same stuff great but he, style man but but he was older you know what I mean he, he wasn't that much older but he was the same age as my but brother but two years is a big difference from back then and if I'm if I'm if he's night if he's 18 and I'm 14 yeah. and I'm hanging out with the 18 year old that's crazy you know well that's kind of how it is because if I'm going to be 58 and you're 52 yeah. you know that's 6 years now it doesn't seem like anything no, you know? no. but you seemed definitely like you were a little kid when I first but, met you you but, were like a, oh yeah I was like, and, 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 and we would skate in front of my we, they just started doing the handicap like 
corners and me and Dave would skate in front of this little and we'd have it would be just me and Dave and that was our special times so when I got into high school I was lucky enough to fucking have Dave Church punker kid and here I am coming in not get fucked with it's good when you're a freshman to know it's the a good when or you're a freshman you know. and you know the guys that are running the sh- running yeah. the school and it's yeah. like going there's no I, like people go yeah I got fucked with when I was a freshman like no because you know what I was friends with all those guys because of skateboarding they had my back that's good you know and I was lucky to have Dave you know Dave's a very important person in my life so that's all know. I love Dave Dave's great like, yeah. he's great style um, yeah. just yeah. you know unique personality yeah um, uh, have had some fun with him. I still yeah. love every time a pop picture comes up from yeah. Mount Baldy or something like that. He shot her oh, close. He cr- like I, oh, that was, him doing that front side in, at Baldy on the flat wall. It's awesome. Oh, gnarly. Yeah. So talk about some more Sadlanders. Let's, let's list off some of your fa- just the Sadlanders you remember. List off some of the crew. Uh, Woody. Woody was great. Do you remember Woody? I Kenny Woods? Um, had long hair. So many people, when I see their face, I know them, but I don't remember their names today when I see them. So I'm sure I do. God, there's so many. There's so many. There's, Greg Hernandez. Uh, we yeah. could do a whole podcast about Greg Hernandez. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Dave Church. Dave okay. Church. Obviously, Neil Blender. Neil Blender. Uh, and that was the thing, too. Neil Kasai. Well, Neil was rad because he would skate the weirdest thing. Like, he didn't skate the normal. Like, he would skate the... Remember? Okay, so you had the... you. The rat, the rat thing about Neil is like he would show you how to ride other parts through, of the, the crater lines that you do. Yeah, you just go, whoa. Okay. I don't think I ever saw anything better there than Neil doing full 360 slides around the craters and like coming out oh. fakey and shit. And, yeah. You know, uh, he mastered that. Thing. Yeah. You know, I remember the first time when I saw Neil riding Indies there and I was tripping. I was like, going, oh my God, he's riding Indies. That's, that's not. And like, oh, that was a weird thing. That's how they built their whole company. Yeah. They, they picked off tracker riders. It yeah. Was, Sorry. It was equally as much of <laughs> growing their brand as it was putting a yeah. knife in tracker. Yeah. So they always went for trackers, yeah. long-term guys. So. But Neil, Neil killed that place, man. Well, Neil killed, killed everywhere. Yeah, so did Lester in a different way. In a different Lester, way. Lester, Lester wrote it like a little miniature vert park. Oh, you know what I mean? Oh, my God. Big airs and inverts. and Lester um, ripped it. Um, John John ripped it. John John ripped it. John John ripped it. Uh, my brother ripped it. Um, I had so much fun. There. Kenny Clark, you, I'm, I'm Danny to... Butterfast, you know. I mean, there there was a lot of rat skaters. And then Psycho they, Dave, Psycho Fast Dave, just another like, another know. another person that just killed, like just ripping it a hundred miles an hour, just get out of the way, you know. And that was a, but I was, you know, we we're lucky because a lot of also a lot of people came and visit us. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah, no, there was, and like I said, I visited more often, so I felt like I. I didn't live far, so I'd come up there and pass through. But, I mean, you guys definitely were a tight crew, but I knew everybody enough to where yeah. I felt yeah. fine when I went in there. But I stood out in my own way because yeah. I was, you know, I wasn't part of the posse. Yeah. So so guys would fuck with me a little bit in a fun way. You but know? you also were part with Lester and all those guys. Oh, yeah. Right? No, so it's like totally. you already, you know. And Neil. I mean, Neil and I yeah. were for GNS. Lester yeah. and I were for track. We traveled together. Yeah. So, so Actually, was, in the mid-'80s, me and Lester traveled extensively yeah. with gotcha we both wrote for gotcha yeah that was yeah. the gotcha days and him and i were on a plane every other weekend going to some demo somewhere so in it, was, it was you were already kind of in it doesn't because you're a part regardless of i have a great great time yeah you know uh, some of the best footage i have was just the blockhead footage we shot there and like just it was so i, packed, saw, I saw that i know? saw that video that, um, was that the what video well there was a video you had that was so high you were so high, yeah. I was you walked so in the car, dude, high. and you were like baked out of your mind, and we're like, Whoa. I think I left my board that You had day. a Surfer magazine board or something like that, or I don't know what it was, a yeah. Surfer board or something. Yeah, I got that from John John. Pretty classic. When he worked at the skate shop. That was funny. So, so all right, so let's talk about your transition. So, um, uh, so Donnie obviously spent the majority of yeah. his adult life working in the music business. Yeah. Um, how did you get, what linked you into the music business? The interest is one thing, so Dave Church, Punker, so on and so forth. Let's talk about what, 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 what was your first leap into getting a job working in the industry? My first, well, what happened is my brother started, because Mike, Mike Palm used to come and skate satellites all the time. And Mike, Mike Palm is from, Agent from Orange. From Agent Orange, yeah. yeah. And I'm sure, like, you know, like, I know, I know, like, the Social Distortion guys would show up, and, and Ron Emery, and, you know, would come and show up, and... You know, and the DI guys would all come because we're in Orange County. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like that spot. And Orange County was punk rock. It, it, it was. It was. The, it, it still yeah, is. It, it is. Still I know, is. But I mean, I'm saying as far you know, as that that man, early era was, of punk rock. It's like it was, what a you know what they did for music. It's crazy. It's like you know that whole little that little our scene. little conservative town crazy yeah. cultural thing. Yeah, it's awesome. I still crack up when it comes to like art and surfwear and all that. Volcom, Ruka, yeah. Quicksilver, Hurley, Billabong. You know, they're all from Orange County. Yeah. I mean, like, this stuff went all over the world. And so did Black the Flies I mean, so, was from you know, 
Uh, for Costa Mesa, they started well, in Costa well, Mesa. Well, Jack then, went to school with, yeah. with Lester. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like so, which is Fun. it's crazy. All right, but, so keep going so, into, the, into so, how you lured in there. So Mike Palmet skates Adlands all the and my, become, my brother became pretty good friends with Mike, and, you know, and he started going to his shows, and my bro- he started helping out Mike. And um, and I'd and he'd come home and, and I'm like he goes yeah we went to this show you know I helped Mike and I'm like yeah I was his roadie my brother's like yeah I was his roadie and I'm like going oh really like you got to get into the shows for free and, yeah, yeah. and I'm like oh that's awesome that's totally awesome you know like I want to dude you got to go backstage and hang out with the bands and just see the shows for free and like do all these things and like you're lucky I want to do that and so. You know, he kind of did that, you know, and I don't know how much my brother did for Mike yeah. and what he did, you know, maybe just helped him roll in. I think he's probably getting like a six pack of beer and, a, he's and five bucks. just hanging out. Like, like, yeah, like, yeah. I'd, like that was, you know, hanging out for free. And so my my thing was is uh, I'm like, OK, well, well, there was this my buddy plays in this band. So I'm going to go hang out and help him and we're going to go drink beers together and we're going to go to shows. Well, my buddy actually was. Is somebody that I've known through junior high school, and um, and he started this band called No Doubt, and uh, at which the time, I think they became kind of famous. <laughs> kind of, they did all yeah. right. Yeah, they, they did really all right. did all right. But what was going on was he was in No Doubt, and he was, they were doing their shows and stuff, and they were they were doing pretty good. And then things were kind of like lagging for him. He's like, well, there's like eight people in the band at the time. There's three yeah. horn players, keyboard player, you know. There's two singers it's like massive it's it's too much and um eventually another singer left and gwen became the singer and then so was she not the original singer she's not the original okay. singer right. there's two singers before two yeah. guy singers she was kind of like the back end of like the kind of the toaster to the pick him up thing she wasn't the lead person so he's trying to rebuild gwen he found gwen yeah well gwen was always in the band she was oh, okay. always because right. of her brother okay you know, so, so she was part of the band. She just wasn't the lead singer. She just wasn't the lead singer. There was there was Tony, and then there was um, John. John was the original singer, and he committed suicide. And then Tony, Tony got a, uh, his girlfriend pregnant, and moved to Truckee. Truckee, yeah, Woo-hoo. yeah. And so Gwen was now the singer, and you know she she was lucky, you know, because and they were all they, Anaheim kids, right? They all, all Anaheim yeah. kids. And so so Chris 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 was the drummer. He was a lot of the person that got in with all the. The Golden Voices, which does Coachella's and all that stuff. Like he was friends with, with the Paul Tillets and the, um, who's the main guy? One of the other guys that I forget. Lyman. No, no, that was. But that was that Lyman oh, was, that was the, the Vans Warped Tour. Yeah, Lyman was the was the uh, was the production. Like he I would, forget because like, he was Joe Sibb's partner in some stuff. Right. So so yeah. Golden Voice would hire a production company to run the production of the show, and okay. it was like Kevin Lyman and Ray Woodbury, their partners, yeah. and then. Um, and then they split up, and and then they both started doing the. Um, it was like the Borden OC thing, and they're like, "Well, hey, we can do the Warped Tour," but that's something else. So, Chris started. He goes, "I'm tired of dealing with this thing. This band's never going to go anywhere. You know, Gwen's parents won't ever let her tour. So, and I'm dealing with like these six people, and it's it's a pain in the ass. So I'm going to start at that time. The Chili Peppers and Twenty Four Seven Spies and all these like funk rap bands were." kind of getting bigger and he's like i'm gonna start a three-piece band and we're gonna and i'm not gonna deal with any of this shit i'm just gonna be the three of us and he goes come and do come and you know let's go do it and i'm like okay and so i'd hang out with them and we you know we'd get fucked up and get drunk and we would do shows and sometimes they would open up for no doubt sometimes no doubt would open up for him i think would go on but we do all this stuff and i'm kind of learning my kind of learning it so you started working with a different band than different, no doubt but still with no doubt a lot well and then eventually and then when no doubt um got a record deal and they and they called up chris and chris is like hey do you think donnie will come and work for us you know and i don't know what the fuck i'm doing i'm just hanging out pushing cases and you know and yeah and um he goes goes and it was funny because chris will tell me he goes Fucking ask him yourself. Jesus, quit quit bothering me with all this shit. And so they asked me. They go, hey, can you come and work for us? And that was right when the first record, not Tragic So you Kingdom, started as a roadie, more or less. More, and, I, and I, was, I started as a beer drinker pushing cases, yeah. like loading, not, and just kind of dealing with whatever the situation. I had no but idea what I was doing. eventually you became the guitar tech, right? And then, well, doing everything. And then, no doubt, we started doing all these shows. And it was, you know, at the time, it was... And now it's just Gwen, three horn players, 
and the band there's no wireless microphones you know so now I'm, I'm taking care of everybody and I did that I I was the guy for no doubt up until like right before Tragic Kingdom blow up and you know those shows there's no barricades the crowds were crazy and it was me trying to keep the crowd keep things destroying the equipment yeah and so it's like I was kind of thrown into the fire but you know and I and I you know and I kind of took it all in and and I just would learn more and more and more and it's like you know when you quit learning it's like you know you got to take it all in and and learn from your mistakes and what you how you do it how you how you're going to set up the equipment how there's a process of it because you didn't have become each band no each band member right yeah how they like their drums how yeah, they like their guitars you got it you got it like I got to mark all the drums like how it's going to you know like you know write down the the set list you know or uh, the knobs how they have the amps and stuff and then when no doubt kind of was starting to blow up we're starting to do these you know these festivals like the k-rock acoustic christmases mm-hmm. and all the big you know so i was being thrown in no doubt before they were kind of before just a girl kind of hit the radio they were kind of getting thrown into all these things so it was like we were playing shows was that their first huge hit i'm just a girl yeah just a girl was yeah. the first hit and it was kind of coming up and k-rock was and they started getting offers from all because that's how it works it's like you know the record companies go hey we're going to do this and once k-rock plays it at the time, once K Rock gets it on their thing, it goes across everywhere. Sure. Everybody picks up the record. All the alternative radio K Rock was cutting edge. K Rock was cutting edge. It was yeah. amazing back then, but now it's kind of you know, I don't know. But yeah, yeah well, no, it's a different world now. It's back totally then, I remember as a kid just yeah, listening. Yeah, they to, you know. they were for alternative music. They were. Yeah. Well, like Rodney on the Rock introduced stuff oh. first. Like I saw, and I'm stuck. We'll talk about that later. You yeah. were on Rodney yeah. on the Rock, which stoked you out but i yeah. remember going to uh, i was watching the go-go's yeah like perkins palace yeah. when they and they had only been on rodney and the rock and never heard him on any other radio station yeah. or that and they announced we just got a record deal and yeah. the next thing you know look what happened the go-go's they yeah. were like as mainstream as you get and so so yeah so 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 we do we start doing no doubt starts doing all these radio shows and we're playing with radiohead we're playing with oasis we're playing with hole we're playing garbage we're you know all these big bands that are coming up you know and these all these bands have like everybody's got their own tech and mm-hmm. and i would have to go into these shows and it was just me and and so You're superman i was doing and and you know and at that time they only got they got rid of one at horn player gwen finally got a microphone you know like a wireless microphone but there's still a lot shit for me to do and so a lot of these bands they would see you know, with these guys that have been doing this forever would just see me hustling, you know, and they were they were good to me, you know what I mean? Because they saw me as the only guy just hustling, trying to figure this all out, and they would, I'd ask them stuff, and they were, like, willing to help me out. Because so, yeah. they so, came with a crew of five and saw yeah, you like going, to get yeah, this Yeah, it's like, and so it's like, you know, just like going, all right, he's, he's fucking busting his ass, man, you know what I mean? It's, and not only that, is Gwen's running up the... You know, climbing up the uh, charts. And well, no, she's know. climbing up the t- the uh, the the thing where the lights are hold the lighting trusses. You know, and she's she's a performer, man. Yeah, yeah. That band, she's she's great, but that that whole band as a band is amazing live band. Well, I saw. I mean, you invited me to a yeah. private show once yeah. at the it was the Forum. I think. Yeah, we're getting ready to do a show. And I, yeah. I thank you for that again. My daughter loved that so yeah. much. It was a great thing as a dad to tell your daughter you're bringing them to a private yeah. You know, yeah. show and they were getting ready to warm up for a tour and uh, and they were amazing live. And they yeah. were amazing. Yeah, and that was a different, that was a totally yeah. different vibe. That yeah. wasn't as, you know, back then it was, it was, you know, they were, they were, they were in for it because it was, you also got to remember there were, there wasn't too many lead singers that were women and so they had to prove themselves and they had to do that too when they did all the punk because they did a lot of the those punk rock shows it was weird they would be like you know they'd be on this crazy bill with all these like punk bands and then here's this band the ska kind of weird band with the girl girl singer playing cartoon music you know and so they had to fight for what they did you know and they 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 definitely put their time in you know so i was a guy driving the van and and setting them up every single night, no sleep or nothing, and you know it, it was it was. And so you you the were, best times you of my life. Off and on for them, and you still do, right? You still do stuff for I, them off and I, on, or I would if they were yeah. doing stuff. Okay, you know? all right. Not, but, okay, well, obviously COVID changed everything, but yeah. pre-COVID, you've done stuff. And then when so when, where did you hook up with Pearl Jam? Um, 
because I, you know, it just it's one of those things where you know you start working for a bunch of different bands. You meet on tour, right? and you meet on tour, and you meet other people and stuff like that. And you know, next thing you know, you're working for Three Eleven as they're blowing up, and then you're working for the Offspring as they're blowing up, and then all the, you know, and then okay, so how do I find this? Well, this guy he worked for this person. This person does, you know, I didn't have a business card. Kind of like I don't have other. a resume. No, no, it's, it's like a weird. Yeah, it's completely. a it's a big industry, but it's small. Yeah. And then you know, like what's going on, and if you if you're not an asshole. You're gonna get jobs, and I think I'm not an asshole. You're you know? not an asshole. I've so, been long enough to so, know that Donnie's not an asshole. Yeah, so if I could be, I, you, I know, can, and you know, I could be an asshole too, but I'm usually yeah. not. I like to not so, be an asshole. But I, you know, I try, and and, and it's word of mouth, and it, you know, so, so I mean, eventually it happened, and and I knew somebody that worked in. I've met a couple of guys in Pearl Jam prior to this from a from a friend, you know, and he's he said, hey man, we have an opening. Um, you should come. How long ago was that? I think I started in 06. Okay, so it was 14 years. So yeah. now now I was taking care of Mike and now I'm now I'm taking care of the band, the whole like the backline crew of like loading in. So it's like a specific like a stage managing job for just the backline guys. So you have other guys, you manage them. No, I don't no, manage them. I no, just kind of I make I don't I manage me a weird thing because they they all do their they are already there are self But you're ultimately in charge of watching to make sure watching whatever they need if they need guys, you know, okay. bring and make bring the stuff to them, whatever they need, make sure the stage is all set ready for the band to come up on stage, doing all of like hey, going when the band comes off stage and you know, I'm on the microphone saying, "Hey, we're cutting this song, we're cutting that song." Because they kind of got to prepare for it. Because there's so much going on, mm-hmm. you know. And that's a band that's amazing. That band, like, you know, I didn't know how powerful that band is. So the first day I, I worked for them, you know, I've I've been to a couple of their shows. And when you meant you meant by how they are or the effect they have on the audience or what? Both, the, both. Yeah. I remember our first, the first show I ever did with them was in Canada, and I was just tripping out because it's it it was heavy. You know what I mean? It's like the the, the you can feel the tension from the crowd and, and what they what the crowd what they give to the crowd and what the crowd gives back, yeah. and you know the vibe changes in the room because you know you're you're preparing for the day. All you know my days start at you know eight o'clock nine o'clock in the morning. Load in until ten o'clock. That and the night band or... goes on at ten o'clock, and yeah. I'm not getting done till like one or two. You know I'm falling asleep at three because we're all after the show after we just. Threw everything up together, did the show down. for two hours, then we tear it all down, and then we go on the bus, and you have pizza, and you sit up and you go, ah, oh, did you see that asshole, that 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 guy helping us? That guy would not listen to us. He was wasted. Or you know, or did you see this? Or we talk about the show. So you're yeah. you're it's a wind down, and that's where mm-hmm. drugs come involved. And people get you know, <laughs> yeah. people sometimes yeah. people don't go to sleep, but you know, I've been pretty lucky, and you know, so. But yeah, it's it's yeah, and it's trippy to me because skateboarding transcends so many things. Yeah, you know, I mean, I've skated with Jeff event, and I've oh. talked to him around town like that. I've never seen Pearl Jam play. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've never, yeah. uh, you know, I, I I've heard some of the music and whatever. It, it sounds great to me. But you know, I've never been. It's weird. I've never been a music fan. Yeah. I love music. I usually listen to other people's music, and yeah. and we all think different ways. Yeah. I'm like a numbers guy or whatever. I'm a weird guy in my own way. Loves yeah. love skateboarding, but I don't. I've never. I think because I got sponsored and all that so early, I never became too much of a fan because yeah. I knew what it felt like to get fanned on. It was kind yeah. of, so I never tried to be that to someone. Yeah. I tried to, but through skateboarding, I met all these crazy people in the music yeah. business. And yeah. it's, uh, it's really cool. And Jeff's just one of them. And I, and it was, it's weird though. It would be weird to go and see someone that you hung out and skated a pool with in a stadium with like 50,000 people and yeah. the crowd like on there. You know what I mean? That's just so bizarre. Yeah. And that was a cool thing. Cause when Jeff, like when I came on, you know, I, you know, I took care of Mike, which is on the same side as Jeff. And so, you know, Mike would, you know, I get, you know, talking to Jeff. I'm like, oh, look, I see you on your base. You got that new blender sticker. And like we talk about skateboarding, you know, and Jeff is, Jeff is a fucking solid dude. You know what I mean? Look at oh, him, you, you can know. tell. He's just, he, he's not a good o- he, Not only is, well, Pearl Jam, they give back so much. Yeah. You know, but they also do their own things that people don't really know but about. But Jeff does in skateboarding, man. He gives away so much stuff oh, in Montana. Oh he's my helped gosh. those guys so much, build skate parks. and He, you know, people, we're lucky to have Jeff. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like he's th- like talking about giving back. You know what I mean? It's like he gives back and it's it's you know and I'm yeah. That's I remember also I mean I remember a- I remember we when me and Jeff first first time we ever went skateboarding together, like I remember he goes, Hey, you know, we're taking the bus. You wanna go I'm gonna go skate, stop at the spot, we're gonna go skate, do you wanna go? I go, Yeah, yeah, let's go and it's like 
okay, so I remember people going, don't get them hurt. Don't get yeah. it. And I was oh, like, I going, I'm like, dude, I go, don't blame I go, me. Like, I go, dude, I'm not the one. I'm yeah. not. It's he's asking me and I'm not. He's going to go no matter what. It's yeah. like, I'm not. I should be more worried about if I'm going to be because I can't. I don't know if I'm going to be able to afford it if I get hurt. Sure, he can yeah. afford to get hurt. Yeah. You know, I get it, I except for the concert getting yeah. canceled or something because he can't. But fucking... he can afford it. Yeah. You know? like, <laughs> so, but I can't because I got to pay rent. So, but yeah, I mean that's a great. I love yeah. that. You know? Skate, skateboarding has a really huge influence in in music. I yeah, mean, it's just uh, yeah. I I told the story to a few people, but. Uh, you know, my buddy uh, from Nixon Watches calls me. He goes, hey, you know, one of the Beastie Boys wants to skate that Malibu pool. You know, can, can you help arrange that? And I'm like, okay. He goes, well, here, call my friend John Silva. And, and you know, he'll, I go, but don't worry. He's not, he'll answer your call. He'll fan out on you more than, you know, you know, I'm like, really? What? He goes, oh, he's a skateboarder. And I'm like, okay. So yeah. I, I call this guy, John Silva, answers the phone. Great conversation. We didn't skate then, but like six months later, I ended up hooking up with him and skated the pool. Didn't really pay that much attention to who was John Silva. Yeah. You know, and then later I looked up John Silva management. It was like, whoa, the Beastie Boys back, Foo Fighters, Nine Sound Inch Nails, like yeah, so many, like, yeah, like 16 yeah. bands that he manages. Yeah. You know, I'm like, cool, you're a skater. I'm riding a backyard pool and you're grinding. I didn't know he was you know? a skater. Um, yeah, I skated Malibu with him. Wow. Yeah, and then uh, Mark Ryder, who's the Metallica's manager. Yeah. Uh, he's a skater too. I skated Malibu with both you of them. You know, I, I remember when we would come over, when I first started playing guitar, um, we would have these little jam sets that would be, be inside my house in Anaheim and be me and my brother and I don't know if we would have a drummer or whatever, but Terrence would come over. Terrence would working at... I don't know if he was working Terrence at Terrence Yoshizawa, yeah. Lester Kasai's cousin. It was so Terrence very... would come over to the house and we'd go to Shakey's Pizza and do a bunch of lunch. Shakey's, and I love and we'd all, you know, eat. Totally and then we'd go, and then, and then we'd go like some Terrence would always go, hey, let's go down to, you know, this pawn shop and we'd look at guitars and I would just like, oh, okay. But then Terrence hooked me up with my first guitar, you know, and, um, and so we'd have like these like jam sessions and we'd get all gothy and he, cause you, you know, he'd, delay pedals and then adrian domain would show up and then adrian would bring uh elwood and i don't elwood's another guy that does what i do but elwood has like you know has a mat like joe perry's tech and he was joe satriani i think it was joe satriani steve Vai's tech maybe probably both and now he's like uh billy gibbons's guy you know but he's a skateboarder too and i remember like you know when you've seen all those bone stickers all over i think is adrian's guitars or or one of those guys guitars or however it was is because of you know elwood you know yeah it's he funny. Did, he the, did tie, the tie-ins are funny i mean and he would come to my house and then i remember one time he was working for puddle of mud or whatever i was doing a, a radio festival with the offspring in like london or something like that and he's like oh remember i came over your house you know we jammed us like i was just just I didn't, you know, yeah, you guys were using my house. I didn't know how to fucking play. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? But it's how, like, but how fun is I got to delay pedal. But it's weird how skateboarding and music is yeah. so important to me. I mean, I was in, I go to Ohio every year for this. It's a group called the Welfare Line Skateboard Collective. Uh-huh. There's a bunch of rad guys. They've flown me out there every year. Uh, and uh, and so last year I was going to fly out on Tuesday and the guy goes, hey, you're staying till Thursday, right? I, go, I thought I was supposed to leave Tuesday. Well, we got you tickets to see um, Foggy Molly and Social Distortion. I'm like, Okay, I'll go out Thursday, and um, so I stayed. And it's rad to see Matt Hensley, someone you yeah. know. He's a little kid up there on stage. Yeah. And then uh, I guess it was like a, a, a dual headlining thing: Floggy mm-hmm. Molly and, and Social which switch day today. Who yep. would open? Who went? And then so then Social Distortion goes up, who I'd never seen play either. And then they call Matt up on stage, and so there's Matt Hensley up playing with yeah. Mike Ness, who I had never met. And then now the girl I'm dating, my girlfriend, she's best friends with like his wife and daughter. So I see them walking around the neighborhood all the time. And, <laughs> and I'd never met him before until then. And it's funny. Um, but see, skateboarding somehow through it. But that's my first introduction was seeing Matt Hensley up on stage yeah. playing playing with him. Yeah. You know, it's like, and, it's, uh, and then you see the crowd. You're like, wow, Matt does this every night think, in front of 10,000 people. And it's like, yeah. you know, it's, it's awesome. crazy. Well, for me, it's like get to look at it and put it, know the band. If the band is digging it, you know, and is into it and it's like, and you see the crowd and how excited they are. For me, that's that makes me happy. You know, it's like fuck, I did this. No, that's right. You know, I put this together, and, and we're we're doing this, and people are walking away from this, and it's like going to cause making memories for a lifetime. How many shows do you think you have set up? Just even just I random. Don't I don't know. When, when you do a tour, how many shows? I don't know. Typically, well, if you, if you did a Pearl Jam tour and that was normal times, would they do forty shows? That's a little. That's probably about forty shows a okay. year, if that. Right. You know what I mean? Because they can. Yeah. You know, other bands are struggling a little bit. Oh, more. I know. They I totally to, get you it. Know. So, how many countries do you think you've been to? Mm, I've had four passports. 
that have been double pages and stuff like that. And mostly Europe or mostly is there Europe, down uh, under Australia, Australia, New yeah, Australia Japan. Yeah. Um, Where's the, the funkiest country you played and you never thought you would end up in? Tel Aviv. Tel Aviv. Wow. Yeah, that was the craziest one. And that was a Pearl Jam show? No Doubt show. No Doubt show. Yeah, okay. weird thing that they basically, um, you know, I don't know. Like some of these places, like when, when, when Tragic Kingdom was happening, there was countries I had no idea I was even in. I remember driving with the band and we'd go to some tent in the middle of a desert and have no idea what the fuck I was doing were you, there. Were you playing for some Arab sheik or something like that? No, it was, no? It, was a, it was for... It was for it was it was a it was a concert, but the, it was weird. It was like a, in a kind of a indoor bull ring, you know. They would call it yeah. in the round, and the stage was set up in the middle. And um, they built the stage on like sea containers, and they put oh. just plywood on top of the sea oh. containers. So you got this. I don't know what a sea container is like. How high it is? Oh, like eight feet, feet or something. Like eight, that. Or yeah, eight or ten feet, ten, yeah. which is like this. So the stairs are super steep yeah. to get everything up there, and it's oh like my red. god, you had to roll everything up there. No, no, they then at that time we we were renting equipment, Cranes. so they were renting equipment, so yeah. you'd use whatever they had, and yeah, you had to crazy. put it together. So and you know, so and then you know some pretty memorable. What's ones the and, what's the craziest? wacky things you come up against because i imagine you did something like that you come up with issues with power oh power amperage italy with the yeah. italy like you Blowing never know yeah you pop in things you don't and know. european switch to american stuff yeah. too a lot of well, conversion issues and that's or? the thing is like when when you're not as big like okay so i did a lot of tours with no effects so um we would play these really shitholes you know what i mean and, and i mean they were good shows but they were not the best for you know, yeah, not, plugging all your shit in, plugging your shit in, you're kind of just going your fingers. The stuff crossed. that people take for granted. They yeah, just show like, up. Oh, you, when you go to Europe, you're showing up with a lot of fuses. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like yeah. going, okay, am I going to pop this? Am I going to do this? You know, power strips are like, okay, so you know, so there's there's that. I mean, you just kind of it's 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 a weird thing. How about private shows? Have they ever had like? Have you, what, what, what private shows have you done where someone hired someone for like you know I'm a filthy rich guy I'll pay you guys $200,000 to show up and play my wedding or that play was, my that was probably uh, another no doubt one we did um, and uh, Sancho Pay they had a, our St. Bart's they had a staying at I think and um, it was for the guy that owns one of the he's a russian billionaire okay like is he an oil billionaire or something like that he, he somehow was how i think he got his deal was he was still still in, still in oil from the russian government and he <laughs> resold it to the russian military like some weird thing yeah. roman ambrovich okay that's his name yeah if you look him up you know there's there's some there's some there's, stuff out there's there. There's some stuff out ah, there. Some stories. But he owns like the Chelsea football team, yeah. and he thinks that everybody should be like what nobody else owns a seven seven forty seven yeah. jet plane, yeah, okay. private jet yeah. plane. But he has like one of the biggest super yachts too as well, okay. and he's had multiple super yachts. And where did you guys play the show? On the island or on a on boat? His, or on his on his private island, yeah. or not his private on? Was it on St. Bart's? And we're staying at St. Martin's. I think it was maybe we're staying at the show was on St. Bart's on his in his in his compound and how many people were at the show they had the party on the tennis courts and like they flew in i think they flew in um the couple anthony kiedis and tower stern was there um the buena vista social club played on the other side of the tennis courts and it was crazy because beyonce and jay-z was playing another party on that same island and they couldn't get the gear in at a certain time because there was this massive storm coming in so all the everything was shut down for a little while on new year's and um so all the gear was getting taken forever to get there food for all the for all the parties going on was taken everybody's private fucking super yacht was out there and when i went in there i took a helicopter from like a little small helicopter from the island from saint martin to saint bart's and you know how there's there's the 10 craziest airports Oh, where they drop this in. Is, I, like, think, oh. I think this is the number one. This is the one where the planes come right over the sand goes and land right on the runway. goes right straight. Like, like it goes down the cliff yeah. and right on the thing. Oh, so, yeah. And then on the way out, we had to take this. The, the We took the boat's tender um, to get back to the other island with all the rest of the crew. And it, so I don't know if you know what a tender is. It's like what a super yacht. They have the other big yacht that goes with it. Yeah. Like their, their, their crew, it's, the support crew. It's their limo. 
basically and they're toys too. It's they, the, it's their it's the limo that comes from their super yacht onto the island. So it's not made for rough seas, and it's just this. So on on our way back to the island, it was just gnarly rough seas where I don't think the guys that were driving the boat, I don't think they said, "Yeah, we shouldn't be doing this." Right? Yeah, yeah. You know, we had to go from one and and then next and so that and then that was when we went in the day before and set up everything else to do the to do the sound check. And was this party for five hundred people, thousand people, probably five hundred people. Okay. Just just. But I remember I remember going because we're we were waiting on we we're waiting for the gear to show up and me and one of the guys. When the sound guys go, hey, let's go check out the beach. It's right there, and um, we're walking towards the beach, and all of a sudden, like three armed guys come with guns. Yeah, and I said, "What are you guys doing?" And I go, "Oh, yeah, we're going to check out the beach," and they and I'm like, "They go, no, you can't be here. You need to go back to your compound." And I'm like, "Going, what a bunch of assholes!" And then I made me think, well. No, because this guy's trying to kill him. This guy's like, trying. Yeah. Somebody's trying to kill. Yeah. They, anybody can come and kill this. Like some random scumbag yeah. roadies are totally. walking around the guy's compound. Like, going, hey, let's go check out all so these funny. rich people on this beach. So it's you're like, in the hedonistic world of like, you know, oh, God was, knows what was happening yeah. there. And the, oh, yeah. uh, there's yeah. some. I know this guy. Be so have you done any other private parties that are memorable? I mean, I, I know. I'm sure there's some. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, there's one we did. We did this thing was for, uh, you know, there was. Um, I remember sitting at the, being looking at the crowd, and there was, um, there was um, Robert De Niro, Bono, Bill Clinton, and um, Salman Rushdie. All that wasn't table. Jeffrey Epstein's island. No, no, that was in New York City. That was for like a private party. But to see them all like sitting across the table, all together, it was like pretty heavy, you know. Yeah. yeah. So uh... yeah, I met. You know, shook hands with two. And presidents. you know what's rad? This is this is what I love about my podcast. My podcast is about talking to people who are skateboarders, yeah. who've done interesting stuff. Yeah. So skateboarding led you to that oh. table in New York oh. with Robert De Niro, or whatever. That's fucking shaking, rad. Shaking hands you know? with Bill Clinton. You know what I yeah. mean? And meeting like I've, I've you know been in the same room with President Obama. You know what I mean? At the time, you know what I mean? There's some crazy, no, way cool, crazy like shit. You know, met some crazy people that I would never. You know, well, and I think. I I'm just some skateboarder guy. You're just you know? a human, and they're a human. Yeah. And based on like where you were born, who you knew, your drive, your education, all these different factors yeah. guided you along the path and guided them along the yeah. path, and your paths crossed. The bottom line is, we literally are all born equal. Yeah. We're just born with different, um, either different wiring in our head. Or, and also different connections that are going to help yeah. us along the way, right? Fuel, you know, because yeah. we've got all the money on Earth, we're like that. And um, and the bottom line is, no two people really don't ever have the possibility of yeah. somehow running into each other, yeah. you know, depending on where their life goes. So this yeah. is just rad. This it's the serendipity yeah. of freaking life. I skateboarding led me to this. You know what I mean? And and that's what's crazy about it. It's like I'm I'm lucky. I, I feel I'm really lucky. You are lucky, and, and they're lucky but, to but have me, you too because you're a you good guy with a good heart, and you've always done a good job. But for I, them. but I busted my ass. Yeah, you know what I mean. But I, they needed that too. Yeah, yeah. They didn't need some fan, where they need someone who got to experience yeah. it with them. Um, it doesn't matter how rich somebody is; they need people to not only have their back, but they well, they share it with them. Yeah, to make because yeah. if the more they enjoy it, the better yeah. it is for everybody. If if I make them happy, it's good for everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. So basically, my job too is to babysit guys. You yeah. know, so let's talk about what's going on during this shitty times, COVID times. All the tours are canceled. All the shows are I'm canceled. I saw live music in Anaheim the other night. How was that? Walked down uh, near the um, what do you call it, the packing district? Yeah. And then went down one of those main streets has a bunch of restaurants. There's a place called. Uh, was that the uh, brewery thing you went uh, to? Uh, no. Where was it? Frick, I can't even remember the name of it. Um, it's called Decades or something like that. Yeah. It's just a bar. But I mean, we walk and we hear like we see a band playing, and I'm like, oh, outside what's going or on here? They were inside, yeah. And but all the windows were. It was kind of an outside, inside place. Yeah. But it's a place where you could tell six hundred people could be. Yeah. You know, but there was like fifteen people there. Yeah. And it's Saturday night, and we just had dinner. We drove by just to check it out, and we walked in there, and there was a dance floor. A couple, you know, people would sit without their mask at a table, but the tables were like. Yeah. There was probably twenty people in the whole place. Yeah. In a place you could seat six hundred, and then you know, a couple girls would go up and dance. And uh, and they had their masks on, you know, and there was all them. So, me, so me and weird. my girlfriend went and danced a couple times, put our masks on, and we're like that. And there's a it was a band called the Contenders. They were Pretenders cover band. <laughs> um, and so for like an hour, we sat and it was we just stoked. That it's live music. We're watching yeah, live music. Yeah. And there was like it was a, this unknown little secret because there was like only 15, 20 people in the whole place. Well, it's crazy because of this because everything got shut down for the whole industry, music industry, you know. And 
But that made me wonder, is it, is it allowed to be open now? Are they violating a law? I think so. Being, I think like, in, in, in Orange County, there's Orange County's a little bit, a little bit loose about everything, yeah. too. And you know? granted, everyone was abiding. Everyone was keeping yeah. their distance. All the waiters wore masks. Yeah. We wore masks where we needed to. And it's, so. it's it's hard to get not try to get political right now. Well, yeah, I, I leave it alone because you know. But I mean, I, I get pretty wound up a lot of times. Yeah. But but I mean, my whole industry shut down, and I want to be safe. And I don't know, like it's weird. Like when people are saying, "Yeah, we're going to come back. We're we'll be rolling again in August," and I'm like. I don't know, man. I don't know if I feel comfortable about that right well, now. Well, I think what's happening is that's the thing. The world's going to start opening, but we've changed our habits. Yeah. You know, from shopping well, we have to, to whatever. Like people like, I, I wasn't able to go shop for months, so I didn't get any new pants, and I survived. Yeah. So we're going to slow down the path, the, the, the consumerism. Well, I think, too, it's like, you know, we've been selfish. We're... we're America, we're fucking selfish. We are, but unfortunately, it's probably what feeds us. Yeah. You buy too much shit, that helps keep someone employed. Yeah. They buy too shit, too much shit. So we've our workforce is supporting people over consuming. Yeah. So you take away that over consuming, now you have a bunch of unemployed people, and now we don't know how to what do what do you jumpstart yeah. to get people eating again when they needed you to buy more pants than you needed? I, you know what I mean? To uh, so that's that's the tough one. I think I think that I think what we've also. What I think is a good thing, maybe we've hopefully we've all learned about this, is wearing masks. And it's like when you're sick, you should be wearing a mask. People have been doing that in Japan. Yeah, no, and a- for, Asian for, countries are way ahead of that for for forever. And it's like, well, yeah, because how many times have you gone to work? You've been deathly sick. Yeah. And the bummer is that this and, whole, and the whole thing has been can, politicized. And, yeah. I, and I don't want to talk politics, but I'm going to say my philosophy on politics for anybody. You can tell me, oh, I lean more towards the, more the Republican side. You know, but they're all full of shit. Or I, I lean more towards the Democratic side, but yes, they're all full of shit. And then we can talk politics. Anyone who's like, fuck the Democrats, fuck the Republicans, I go, you're just, you're, you're kidding yourself. No. They're all full of shit and they prove it every day. Yeah. You know, and it's just, it's a matter of, yeah, one side you may lean towards or like that. But for people to hate on each other because yeah. they're on the other side yeah. makes them look ridiculous yeah. because you're, you're, whoever you're standing up for 100%, if you're backing 100% a party, you're embarrassing yourself as far as I'm concerned yeah. because those parties all have lots of bullshit. Dirt, oh, there's, there's, you know, you know, it's just kind of like there's a lot of stuff we know uh, that we don't know know about, but we know it's going on, but we cho- we choose not to 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 know about it. Yeah. You know I've I mean? watched some partisan stuff. You know, I yeah. worked, I sat in the freaking Senate Judicial Committee in California when they passed the law that got us all these skate parks. You yeah. know, I was the one skateboarder there that worked for IS, represented the board, went there, and and without getting deep into it. Every bill was voted on party lines. Yeah, you know, um, and it was ridiculous. It wasn't even like it was almost like, why do we even have yeah. a system? You know what I mean? So that that showed me, and this is like, well, I don't know, ten, fifteen years ago, sitting in the California state state senate. You know, it's like I'm like, Jesus, really? Like, why are we even here? Why do you guys get paid? What's the point? You know, yeah. I mean, I would totally revamp politics. I would make the voting blind yeah. and release the results oh. when someone leaves office, so you could see what the record was. Yeah, but it should all be electronically done, so they vote on issues. Yeah. Bills, as far as I'm concerned, should be created like on a joint system all logged in where someone has an idea for a bill and they all add to it and they modify it till they all agree on it and vote it or vote it down the fact that it's re- introduced by a party or backed by a party yeah. or it's gonna be voted on by a party makes it bullshit from day one well i think you know too is like when you look when you go on tv the ads it says vote yes on this but it actually means no on that completely and it and, it, and it's so confusing because it doesn't it, it screws with somebody's like because you should be voting for like no, yeah, I vote for no smoking, you know. But, but no smoking. But it says yes, uh, yes. It says yes if you're for no smoking. It's like, it's like, and I think it's really. I don't. Th- it is you very know, confusing. And it's and it's fucked up on how and and that's fucked up with a lot of a yeah. lot of these bills. They're so intertwined, and I think it's. When well, you don't know how they're going to affect you. Okay, so you, I yeah. saw you today because you were picking up some stickers. You, yeah. you do have a band called Loose Trucks. We'll yeah. talk about in a second. And you're picking up some stickers. And I walk in. There's my partner, Tom, and John John. Uh, well, Tom's been bringing up the last couple of days one of the bills which repeals Prop 13 on some commercial properties. Yeah. Well, the building we're sitting in here was built by this guy's family 40 years ago. So it probably has a very low tax base. Yeah. If they take his tax base from $5,000 a year to $105,000 a year, yeah. you know, uh, that's going to, all of our rent's going to get doubled. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're like on the, and that bill, oh no, it won't affect rents whatsoever. It'll only affect a handful of large corporations. Like, are you effing kidding me? What kind yeah. of crack are you smoking? So now I get all interested and I have to look into it. But yeah, yeah. there's so many little backdoor sneak-ins that they, yeah. uh, 
that they do. So yeah, pol- politics is kind of a full of shit. Yeah, a yeah. full of shit. Yeah. Deal. So let's get rid of politics. We, we'll move on from. Well, politics I just think but. I'm just trying to hopefully I vote for the right thing and I vote for for my my gut feeling is uh, I'm like uh, I I vote for like for me it's more of the person than right I, now I agree you know it's, it's like and what, unfortunately as you get older you do learn that un, un, unfortunately because we are in a party system yeah if one party shifts power to the other party yeah. the other party just takes over they're not, they're not working with each other they're no, not working no. for the good of us no. they're working for the good of their agendas yeah I don't want to vote for people with agendas no. I want to vote for people whose only agenda is let's try to do what's best for, for the world everybody. around us in moderation yeah we have to give we have to take yeah. if you and I sit down and say let's build something even in skateboarding you know, let, let, I mean, skateboarding is a great example. There's people want street plaza, people want pools, people want pipes. I would never build a, a park that was just one. No. Unless I was getting a, you know, I would like, let's all agree, let's try to make sure we get something for everybody. Make it all like. Politicians would be, if I'm a Democrat and I'm a street plaza guy, you're getting all street plazas. Yeah, yeah. If I'm a Republican and I'm a full pipe guy, every park's having a full pipe. It's like, well, no, you're trying to shove something down our throat when well, that's not what society it's, needs. It's more, my, my thing, it's not just America. It's what's going on in the world, like, sure. what, like everything being, and that's perfectly what you said. It's like it's not just street plaza or whatever. It's everything. We're all we're we're just do everything for everybody. You know, we're all in this together. Yeah, we are. We all we all influence everything else. We, we what we do affects everybody. You're right. You know it doesn't I mean? benefit us if we just use some other country to pollute the world. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I mean, it's like, and it doesn't. So let's uh, all get on the same game plan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like and it's hard, easier said than done. But but if we're not open about it and transparent about it. Um, which politicians aren't anymore. No. There's, they, they hide stuff and everything. It's just super crazy. So, all right. Well, we both don't love politics. Yeah. yeah. But unfortunately, as you get older, you have to at least pay yeah. attention because you, you yeah. start well, you, you learn my, you learn over the. Years. I would love to not have politics, my, but I have to because now I'm sitting at home, waiting yeah. waiting to find out what the fuck is going on. Yeah, it's you crazy. Know? So when, when's the when's the word within the music business as far as when you think you might actually be able to do a. Uh, show again. I think I think people are trying to plan stuff but I don't know if anything's going to happen until 2021 at least in probably maybe the middle of 2021 you know it's it's I don't know I'm you know it sucks for me because I have a specialized a specialized position you know my job is so it isn't like I just go and pick up a job somewhere you know this is what I've been doing for yeah, you know, twenty five years, thirty years, you know. Well, that's awesome, and you know, like you I said, know. you have a good story. You're yeah. a skateboarder who went on to do yeah. interesting stuff yeah. worldwide. You've seen the world. You've seen crowds all over the world. So you've got to not only yeah. see what the world is like. You saw what a crowd oh, interacting got, with each other in Australia was like versus one in New Jersey, to, and so cultures, on and so forth. cultures. Like, yeah. I got to see cultures that, yeah. if, you know, and that's the thing is like I've got to see cultures that have. You a lot of people never ever seen. No, some people never I, even I, leave California. I'm very envious of that. My brother's you know a clothing I mean? designer, and and he got to go to all these countries, yeah. India and Europe, and all yeah. that. And I'm like, wow, I never got to see any of that. I'm stoked. So I'm going to going to see you. some of the roughest neighborhoods and some of the most high end neighborhoods. You know, and he, you know, going through it's going, wow, it's like, you know, this isn't just what you see in National Geographic magazine. You know, and, and let's go back to skateboarding. Yeah, that's been the most consistent thing in your life outside yeah. of work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, your connection to your friends every and, single day. I think about skateboarding, yeah. you know. And, and, you, and you start a few things. The old a few years ago, you called it the old man rollout. Yeah. I'd join in every once in a yeah. while, and that's the greatest uh, thing because we'd go. What would happen? We'd only do it during when school was in session. For sure, because you it was know, like okay, Wednesday let's, ten a.m. Fullerton. I remember wherever it was. Let's down. meet at Fullerton. Yeah. School's in session, and then you go. Well, let's not have it because school's out. You know, because you know. When well, now the are starting to open up. It's it's about time to do yeah. an old man rollout yeah. somewhere. We need. But to... everybody's homeschooled, so a yeah. lot of kids get away. So, but we'll we'll figure it out. Might have to go earlier in the morning. Yeah, might have to start yeah. at eight a.m. Yeah. before. Uh... But it was it was fun because we'd get. It's like all guys that I'd grow up and people that I know from the music industry too. We'd all get to. It's like going, and they're like, and guys would go, "Well, I haven't skated." And I'm like, "Well, look, Fullerton's great because it's like surfing." You know, it's like a giant wave. You can just ride it and just kind yeah. of hit the no, banks. No, I like Fullerton works and great for that. And you can go that. fast and, you know, and just take your time. Nobody's pushing in each other. And, you know, after we're done, we get to go celebrate and have lunch and I eat. agree. So it's just, awesome. So so let's let's kind of end this with what you're doing today. You're in a band now. So you now, finally got in a band and you're playing your own band called I've, Loose Trucks. Yeah, yeah. Gee, skateboarding, skateboarding influence yeah. maybe. 
Yeah. Um, loose trucks save lives. It's all like a new. Uh, yeah. I ride my trucks looser than ever. I used to ride really, really tight trucks. Well, now my I ride son, loose my trucks. son, my son doesn't say I ride loose trucks because because he weighs only twenty five well, pounds. Kids drop, I, kids drop my board the other day at Santa Ana and said, "Oh man, your trucks are so tight." I go, "Geez, are you kidding? My trucks yeah. are wobbly." Because I'm a but I weigh two hundred. Yeah, I'm a fat ass. Like, it's yeah. like it's yeah. like you know they're loose for me. Yeah. You know when I take it down a super 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 steep hill, hell no. Yeah. You know I don't want to. I just cringe when I see people eat shit. But so this band is a bunch of skateboarders. It's it's guys that well originally started out with uh, it's start started off with guys that skated sidelines. Yeah. Me and Sal, the singer, the who singer, actually worked for me for a while. Yeah, you know, Sal, he, yeah, he was best employee we ever had. He I'm showed sure up it, when he wanted to, and sometimes <laughs> he finished the job. Yeah, but we love Sal. Yeah, he's Sal. I've known Sal probably since the second grade, and and we've we've been friends since then. You know, and we start we had the first band we had. We did, you know, he's in, and then, you know, whatever, that went away. And then um, when we were doing the Old Man Rollouts, we had Boz, who's been around later on, you know, Sal Leonard and Lloyd, who's in the band. I love Lloyd. Lloyd was in a band with Sal called The Ended Gents, and, you know, he's somebody that I always, like, you know, always is a great guitar player, and I'm like, oh, cool, like... I can never do that because I can never sit down and actually play guitar. I just kind of did what I did. Spidey's trying to teach me a couple times about I can't. electric music, which Terrence gave me years ago yeah. when he was working at Fender. So I, I still have never figured I, it out. I, I, you know, there's a technique to it, but I don't know that technique. I, I think I'm tone deaf, to be well, honest. I think so too. Me too. Because I also go, oh, look at me play this guitar. And then all of a sudden, oh, let's go skateboard. And yeah. it's like, well, it's I agree. This, it would, I, it's like, it's all of a sudden, I, go look at girls. Shiny ball. Shiny yeah, ball. Yeah. And so I can never kind of focus. But. I kind of finally just go, you know what? I'm going to do this because we were kind of ha- all hanging out. We're skating, doing the old man rollout, and we're like, yeah. this. And like, we got, okay, so now we need a drummer. And this guy that used to skate, Sadlands too, as well, that I didn't know very well, but he used to go there, happens to be a drummer. So we're like, well, let's get this. So me and Lloyd started doing all this music together. And finally, and Sal was always going to be the singer, and Boz was going to be, but we weren't going to let Boz in until way later because we know Boz would just be trying to. Take over? Take, well, not necessarily take over, but <laughs> but just getting in the way. Getting in the way. I love you know, that. we all have our. I, uh, I think it's like let us let us do our thing, figure out the songs, make sure we know what we're kind of going on, make sure Sal's good with it, and make sure me so we can actually have this, and then we'll bring Lloyd in. I mean, uh, bring Boz in and play the bass, and then you know, and Sean, and then finally Sal goes, okay, let's do it. So. So Loose Trucks have been around for, what, two years now or something? Maybe two or three years. Okay, yeah. And you guys are having fun. I hear you were on Rodney fun. on the Rock. Rodney we on got, the Rock. We, got on, we put the single out yeah. um, on Hostage Records, which is not available right now anymore. You can get it at your local small, like, independent record, you know, punk rock record stores. Maybe they might have it. So tell me how people find stuff, find you. Loose Trucks have an Instagram page? We have an Instagram page, okay. and we also have a Facebook page. And what, does it just Loose Trucks? Yeah. So you yeah. got you got that before it got uh, well, taken. Well, oh, you had to beat some people up. No, no, there was they're still there. There's a band called Loose Trucks that's like plays like plays kind of like uh, weird kind of trippy like kind of music and yeah. But I looked on it and they weren't really doing anything and it's like you know what we needed because we were going to call ourselves Lavas Los Manos, which was you know when you go wash, wash your hands. hands. Yeah. I like that. Wash your hands. But you your skateboarders, you but, had to go you know, back to the So, truck. so there's something, you know. So we're like, okay. So I looked it up, and it and it came up, and so we kind of just kind of. I don't know if we we'll probably get in trouble for it, but but you're just having fun. You're, having not, fun. you're not expecting like the the royalty rights for all we're these not, songs. You're gonna lose not, billions. We're not changing the world. We're just four, or five, five guys. And Sal's son is playing bass now. Because and your personal Instagram is just Donnie Spada. Donnie Spada. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So so. Boss had Boss moved to Vegas, so he had to leave, and um, we got Sal's son Dagger to play yep. in the band. So now, and that kind of keeps Sal more on, makes him show up because <laughs> he has someone <laughs> to prove. your kids, you got yeah. to show your kid that. You and it's rad and like have yeah. you know, and he gets excited, and we're all stoked, and you know, we're just doing our thing and, and kind of playing. That's so, right. Well, I mean, I appreciate you, you know, coming and talking to me today. You're yeah. like, I'm packing up while we're talking. Yeah, about. it's like I'm a constantly busy guy. Oh, that's, who's that's like, really you know, cool. I'm, just, I'm like, yeah, we're in the ready. No, we're we're at uh, an hour and two minutes. We said let's do like 30, 40 yeah. minutes. We're over an hour because we could do this for hours. I was so, ready to pour my heart out right now, yeah. and you just started oh, packing up okay. your computer. Well, look, we barely talked about me after going next door. They go, <laughs> Jim just talks about himself. I let you talk. How's that? I'm trying to learn how to do podcasts, yeah. which is supposed to be about you. So I think I may have let you talk more than I let anybody talk. So whatever. I'm glad. No, I'm yeah. glad because I, I, 
I'm an interrupter. I'm an interjector. I get all excited about stuff yeah. and I, I jump well, in. But you know, there's you know. I love skateboarding. That's it. And and like this podcast, like all my other ones, very organic. We didn't plan this today. No. You just showed up. I just like, showed up picking up cigarettes. I know. Like, I like that. Like, oh, now I you have a job. You have homework, right? Yeah. Get me some pictures and slides. So we can promote this. You know. Yeah. There'll be at least four people watch this. You know, listen yeah. to this. You know, maybe yes. five if you get everyone in your band to listen. Yeah. There'll be five of us. But uh, we may have to do this annually. You know, or yeah. or. You know, my idea is just to share conversations and build a catalog of conversations with interesting people. Perfect. We've known each other for freaking 40 years. Yeah. We've rolled many times and laughed many times. Yeah. Uh, I may have to get that stoner footage of you and put that clip in your little uh, promo I, thing. I, like I kind of crumb so. on it. I kind of, as much as I laugh about it, I kind of oh, yeah. just go, fuck, I, I was you high. You were a kid, but you're, you're you I was know, so high. You're a responsible adult now. You've proved that. Yeah. You've gone on to live a responsible life. But yeah, yeah you were you were pretty. We're trying to figure out who the girl is. That's what we were trying Yeah, to. I remember that. You're going, I don't even know who that girl is. So yeah. You had a straggler, you know. Oh, well. It's awesome. All right, cool. my friend. Well, hey, everybody. This is Donnie Spada, right. Loose Trucks, the band. Hope you're still you know. listening. Yeah, yeah. Well, if they if they did, if they stopped listening, they stopped like an hour ago. <laughs> if they kept listening, they are listening to the end. So this is Donnie Spada. Thank Off. you, thank you for sticking with us for one hour and four minutes yeah. and some seconds. And uh, you know, thanks for coming and love you, buddy. All right, man. Thanks, Jim. Love have, you too. Have a great day. Show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.